listening to the Get Peeled podcast, a space for life enthusiasts to get inspired, learn through others about fitness, business, relationships, and life itself. I'm your host, Tana Eden, a fitness entrepreneur that has an obsession with sweating and a burning desire to share and inspire others with the lessons that I have learned through fitness. Yo, what is going on? And welcome back to the Get Peeled podcast. How are you doing today, Ben? I'm doing good. Uh, Where are we? We are in Estes Park here in Colorado on the outskirts of the Rocky Mountains National Park. That's right. Uh, nice little town. Yeah. Pretty cool little town. There's a little river going by us, a bunch of people uh, walking by. So this is an active place. This is a very active place. So with that being said, we are going to discuss and have a little podcast today. We just rode our bikes down here. Beautiful little trail, right, mm-hmm. to get here. Yeah. We just had some delicious coffee. And so we figured we'd bring our mic with us, set up our camera, and just do our podcast here. So, um... Should we get into it? Let's do it. All right, let's do it. So we talked about last week, or the last time we put out a podcast, um, waking the fuck up, right? Gotta wake up. Yeah, and to not stay asleep in your life. And we discussed how we were going to film a few different podcasts that are going to align with the program that we're about to put out in January. Rebirth. Rebirth, that's right. And I think we just wanted to kind of break down the idea of reinventing yourselves. Is that you? We've been able to... Yeah, we've been able to My do mama. that. Why don't you answer and tell her you call her back? Uh, no, it's going to be complicated. No, you should. You uh, should. Let's see what's Real going quick. on. Where am I? A little Portuguese for you. Where am I? Where am I? Deixa eu te ligar mais tarde. A gente está fazendo uma gravação aqui rapidinho, tá? Beijo. Tchau, tchau. Amazing. Te amo. Tchau, tchau. All right, that's that. Well, we we understand how throughout our life, or throughout the last seven to eight years, we have 100% reinvented ourselves, right? We've been trying to, and it's a daily thing, I guess. Yeah, but right? I think I think we've succeeded, but it doesn't stop. It's not like one yeah. reinvention and that's it. Uh, I feel like evolution comes in stages and comes in layers, and uh, we've been able to add a few layers to ourselves. Always. Um, over the past few years, and we're trying to figure out the whole process and break it down onto a level of how can we make this a blueprint, right? And so the first thing we discovered was that a lot of us stay asleep, so we discussed about waking up, right, last time we, we put one of these out. And today we're into that space of like, okay, now, we've, now we're woke, yeah. <laughs> now we're awake, mm-hmm. let's accept our reality, let's understand where we're at currently right now, let's not be in denial, let's not be naive to what the reality of our life and our situation is right now and to kind of have an understanding of what that means and where we're trying to go. Exactly. Because the toughest thing is uh, we can only really promote any sort of change in our lives if we're looking for that once we accept the state that we're in, right? There's no point in trying to change what we don't fucking know what it is, right? Yeah. It's a... Uh, like like Hannah said, it's about adding layers to yourself, understanding where you're at, and once you do understand where you're at, then you have a clear plan of, okay, here's where I'm at, then where the fuck do I want to go? And I guess I can, we are very good at putting ourselves out there, right, and trying to be vulnerable with you guys, Sorry. because I think, um, which we can talk about vulnerability in a little while, but I think vulnerability, at once upon a time, some may see that as weak. Um, I think being vulnerable is one of the biggest strengths that I used to think was a weakness. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also used to be afraid to be vulnerable. And ever since I opened up and just had, quote-unquote, an ego death, um, I was able to feel 
vulnerable and raw and real and I realized that that's when my life changed because the more honest I was with my own experiences the more people responded and related and then it was like oh shit I'm not the only one that's going through this and I'm sure on the flip side the people that were listening or following felt the same and as humans we can connect I think that we're all put on this earth for some reason or another Mm -hmm. Um, and understanding how to play the game and how to live life and not let life control you is a really big constant journey and challenge and um, stage one is to wake up to where we are stage two is to accept who you are and when I say that I mean a lot of people are really good at painting a picture of a life that they wish that they had but once the social media is off or the cameras aren't on Mm -hmm. that isn't the reality right and um, that's where vulnerability comes into play so you said that when you decided to be more truthful to yourself more vulnerable when do you think that happened It started with fitness. Everything that's happened to me has started with fitness. And I remember at the beginning, and I'll give this as an example, right? Got into fitness, loved it, had a lot of feelings about it, and then I saw potential. And I was a really good athlete. Like, I was good. But I remember at the beginning, I used to cheat my reps. I used to not go to all the way to the 400-meter mark, turn around a little bit sooner than I should have. And I remember... It's a huge move. It is such a huge move. But I'm being honest, right? I'm being raw and real right now. Why I was doing that, I'm not sure. And I, clearly now it makes a lot more sense that I wanted to be seen as yeah. someone that I wasn't. Yeah. And then the changing, the pivotal moment was for me was like, why am I doing this? Like, if I want to go compete, there's a judge there. There's people watching. So if I'm going into the German training as ex-athlete and then going to compete and perform as B, like as from an A to a B, like... What is that doing other than hurting myself? So. And how do you come back home and lay your head on a pillow, right? Yeah, like, and it's not, not fair. And then I was thinking, okay, it's making me feel good to be seen as the first person back. But how does that make everyone else feel? And then as I got a gym, I watched people cheat their reps. Yeah. I understood exactly what was going through the mind. So I used to try and plant seeds over the mic and be like, the only person you're cheating is you, right? And if you're cheating your reps and pretending that you're done with 50 when you've only done 30... How do you think that makes other people feel in the room? It's like, why are you doing that? Straight ego, right? So I remember having a mo- <clears throat> moment where I had a little talk myself and was like, all right, if you want to do this, you better do this. And you'll be honest. And you won't, it doesn't matter if you fucking finish last, knowing that you have the integrity to be honest, clean, and real, and do it right. Hi, buddy. You Hello, found man. a friend. He's a, he's a wise old man. He is a wise old man. I want my dog so bad. Look at the little dude. But it was a game changer for me. And then it became like a competition of rather trying to perform for others, I was trying to perform for myself. And that's also something that I battle with and try and constantly do right by, which is I want to be the exact same person in every aspect of my life. I don't want to have multiple faces because it becomes exhausting to try and keep up with that or put on your mask when you need to. Like, nah, there's no secrets here. I don't care if uh, anything is exposed from my life because there's nothing to hide. You know what I mean? Yeah, and it's easy to... It's not being different people and wearing different masks in different circles. It's... I understand the idea behind adjusting to your audience. You know what I mean? So adjusting to your audience doesn't mean being a completely different person. And once you strip down, I think it becomes with... It it begins with ego, Mm -hmm. and it begins... Awareness, mm-hmm. and those two they go hand in hand. Oh, got a friend. Uh, you got it. I got a friend. Oh, I got a spot. Cool dude. Oh yeah, I got a scratchy <laughs> spot. <laughs> uh, so I think I think it begins with both, because we're very good at allowing those two things to basically work as blankets, and we just 
put it over us and we try to create this persona. We try to impress other people when in fact, man, that's the worst way of living. Yeah. 100%. And it also messes with the discipline. And I actually went through this the other day, right? It's easy enough to show up when people are watching or when people are present. Mm -hmm. But the reason why I'm showing up, right, and I'm talking to the gym right now for my workouts, is not to show other people that I'm showing up. It's to better myself. So discipline really comes into play when, yeah, there's one there's one feeling to show up to a 5 p.m. class when you know everyone that you know is going to be there and you have this experience together. But then there's another thing if you're traveling and you can't make that 5 p.m. class but you still have access to another space, are you going to do it? Are you going to test yourself when you're tired and you want to go to bed? Like, show up, right? And that's where I think I mean by integrity. So when something switched for me, it was like, it didn't matter if I was in the, alone in the gym at 11 p.m. or if I was in a class full of my friends or social media videos were being filmed. Like, it doesn't matter. I'm still the same person. If this is what my training program is going to be, I'm going to do it whether people are watching or not because that's integrity. It's, doing, it's what you do when uh, no one's watching that is a true judge of your character, in my opinion. And, okay, so how were you able to strip down all these, let's call it fake layers, right, that we carry around and just say, dude, this is me, like it or not, this is who I am, the rawest version of yourself? How did you do it? How did I do it? I don't know. I feel like I just had this turning point with, like, if this is what you're going to do, do it. And I was raised to, if you're going to do something, do it right. And I think I went through this weird stage of being a child and actually following that idea and then being a rebel fucking shithead and then totally redefining what my idea of integrity was and then trying to come back to that true, authentic self that I was raised to be, you know? And I think that that is something that's been instilled within me since day one, which is work ethic and being real, you know, and keeping that honest and be always being the hardest worker in the room and not cheating to be the hardest worker in the room, but being the legitimately the hardest worker in the room. Yeah, so the idea behind this, this entire program that it's coming up, it's how to reinvent yourself. And then we, we, we found these, and by no means this is meant to be a blueprint. This is just us sharing with you guys exactly what worked for us and what we're trying to do on a day-to-day -day basis to continue to reinvent ourselves, right? So yeah. first we have to wake up. You got the drips? I got the drips. Sorry, Man, I'm it's cold it on my here. legs. It's cold. It's like 39. I've got gloves on. Yeah, it's cold. Um, so... The steps, right? It's to wake up and to accept. And right now I'm reading a book by Anthony DeMello called Awareness. And I think that for me, that's the biggest catalyst. It's to be aware of yourself. Now, it's very easy to hear people talk about that without really understanding, okay, that sounds great, but what, what does that mean to me? What is that? So one exercise that the book provides is try to observe yourself. You got to be an observer, right? So basically, try to observe yourself in a conversation, if I'm listening to you, if I'm having a conversation with someone else, almost as if you become a third person in the equation and you're standing aside watching yourself, watching the thoughts that come to your mind, try to understand why am I having these thoughts, watching your reaction, watching the words, your actions, and most importantly, after you get to that first level or layer, is to... How is it that all of my thoughts, actions, reactions, and words affect other people around me? And once you start understanding, really, really getting tuned to, holy shit, why am I thinking this? And why am I reacting like this? And why is my body language turning to this or that? That is the first step to me. And that's one thing that I'm trying to basically exercise every day and kind of deploy every day. And that's 
the stage of waking up and say, holy shit, there's something here and I have to pay attention to it. And then once you understand that something is, I have to accept it. I have to accept that I might be a little asshole sometimes. And it sucks to accept that. I have to accept that sometimes I might come out as arrogant when, in fact, I'm trying to tell myself that, no, I'm not arrogant. I'm just confident. And, and, and all of these battles, when they start happening, you start becoming a much more level person. And it's the beginning. It's the first step that I'm trying to, you know, step on and That's step amazing. up. That's amazing. And I love tough. doing these podcasts because I think that it's really cool for me to hear Paolo speak like that. But, yeah, it's 100% true. And I think that there's stages of this, right? But to bring it back to a fitness point of view, I think awareness of what Paolo just said <clears throat> is the best example awareness across the board but you can apply that theory or that idea to anything that you do so let's apply it apply it right now to where you are within your fitness game or where you want to be mm -hmm. we talked about this a little bit in the first one about waking up like don't tell me that you do x y and z when you don't like that's not going to wake up right you're still asleep you're pretending you're dreaming mm -hmm. of something wake the fuck up be honest with where you're at so this is your chance to be extremely aware of yourself and don't be naive and don't be ignorant either because at the end of the day you are 100% in control of your actions but if you want something to change unless you're honest with where you're at you ain't going to get anywhere mm -hmm. so step number one is accepting your reality so I wanted to put this down onto paper right accept your reality are you cheating your reps are you doing 10 instead of 15 are you stopping on the clock at, if it's a 20-second interval, at 17 to 18 seconds and not 20? Like, being lazy, is what I call it, is really easy. It's easier to be lazy than it is to be yeah. not lazy, right? So accepting that that's the truth is a huge step. Okay, that's something that I can work on. Because once you expose the truth of where you're at, then you're going to be able to implement changes that are actually going to work and that will, you'll be able to sustain. So I did want to talk about this because I'm trying to remind myself of my thought process at the beginning of my fitness game. And I remember either whether it was fitness, whether it was business, whether it was life itself, but us as human beings, we only have so much capacity within us, mm -hmm. right? So much space within our brain, so much space within our heart, so much space within our soul, right? And I think that whenever you start something new, be it a meal plan, be it a new training program, it seems so overwhelming to think about being able to fit that into your life right now, especially if you feel like you're already overstretched. Yeah. So I don't want to keep hogging the mic here, but I w can I finish this thought and then you tell me what you think? Of course. And I have and I have examples to add to that because, and I guarantee you that whoever you are, wherever you are, you're going to identify with some of these examples. Go ahead. Okay. So I remember feeling super overwhelmed that I need to remind something right now because I remember when I thought that posting once a day on social media was like we'll fight oh my god it was so overwhelming to me and this is like 2012 I remember trying to create a social media page and it wasn't like a matter of just using social media as like a fun social tool now it's a business right so I'm like on Mondays I have to talk about motivation on Tuesdays I've got to talk about tips on Wednesdays we're going to talk about workouts and on Thursdays we're going to feature the tribe and on Fridays we're going to do about nutrition and I made this plan but I had to stick to the plan. But then it was like, oh, my God, this is so overwhelming. I don't have time. Can you go for dinner tonight? No, I'm so busy. Can you come meet me for lunch? No, I'm so busy. And I just remember that feeling of being so overwhelmed. And like, like, Paolo, you don't fucking help you me. You don't I'm understand. Just, we got to post. That's the bit. I'm like, okay. Fucking post. And, like, and I had no idea what it was and what it entailed. And neither did you, kind of. We're just, like, trying to figure out, right? 
Yeah. But whenever you do have to post every single day yeah. and not when you want to, oh, man, it's it is a big responsibility. It's but I'm using this as an example because that is like a little drop of water within my bathtub. You know what I mean? What like, it is today. Today. Like, posting once a day is the <clears> smallest, <throat> it's the least of my problems. That's like a no-brainer. That's going to come so easy. Talking about budgeting for 2022, planning the whole FAR apparel launches, making sure that the That's color forecast is. It's like, there's a thousand things going on <clears throat> at once. But understand. And work. And family. And marriage. Oh, and, and then you've got to be a wife. Oh, and then you've got to be a friend. Oh, shit, your friend's having a baby. Oh, my God, tomorrow's my mom's birthday. Oh, and we're working. I'm oh, not just working for ourselves. We've got five different companies. Now we're working for other people. It's like, your capacity will continue to stretch. And are you going to start on day one and then end up where we are right now? No. You're going to build layers. And this is what I mean by, like, leveling up. Like, add another layer to yourself. And if you don't try and jump to the, a layer this thick, then trust me, it's just going to expand just like a muscle. It's going to slowly grow. It's going to slowly adapt. Remind yourself of your first workout that you did with us. Remember how that felt? Mm-hmm. I remember my first CrossFit workout. I got my ass whooped. But your volume, your capacity is going to increase, and you're going to be able to adapt with it. Yeah. Uh, so one example that I have, and every time that we speak about this, about trying to stretch yourself and uh, trying to add more layers to what you do, whether it's fitness, work, whatever it is, is college. College, regular fall and spring semester, I would usually take four classes. How about you? How many classes would you take usually? Yeah, I think so, four or five. Four classes, right, four or five. And whatever happens, you know one thing for sure. Your semester is going to start at this date and it's going to end at that date. And in between, you figure out how to handle the four classes. And then summer will come. So by figuring out the four classes, I mean tests, exams, reading, essays, all that stuff. Then summer will come, and I will take one class. And somehow, this one class, it would stress me as much as having five. Meaning, you you just become a lot more, I don't want to say lazy, you just become lazy. It's just that... Because you're not trying to stretch yourself, you shrink. Does that make sense? Yeah. So the one class would drive me nuts. I have to do this, I have to do that. And then at some point, I'm like, how the fuck? Why am I playing these tricks on me? Like, three, four months ago, I was handling five classes without a problem and working. Now, one class becomes a problem. So once you stop and you're like, wait, I'm just being a fucking huge. I'm just trying to find excuses to tell Justify, myself that's right. like, oh, no, I'm not ready for it. And whether you are an experienced athlete, someone who's been in the game for a while, or a beginner, you're going to understand this. It's it, it's the same idea behind progressive overload, right? Because mm-hmm. when you're a beginner, your work capacity is very small. So an, another book that I'm playing with, it would, would listen to it once. I'm listening to it uh, the second time now. Whenever on the road, is the, world, the world's fittest book. One of the examples is a faucet and a sink, right? So your work capacity is the drain. And the sink is the input, is the amount of work that you put in. So if you have a small little drain, a few droplets of water is enough for you to basically get that drain busy and and make it hard for the water to go through. So if you think about work capacity, if you're a beginner, that's such a great place to be. Because once you introduce stress, even if it's a minimal stress to your workouts, Whatever it is, your life muscle, this month, your body. you will feel that small stress as enough to reach your work capacity and slowly start putting you into that adaptation mode, which is the, all right, I'm getting better. 
And then it's going to come to a point where you have to put more stress and more stress because your work capacity is going up. And, and that's, that's the same idea. Let's use my running, right? I'll, yeah. I'll use running as an example. And I'm only saying this because although I'm fit, and we're rewinding now years, right? Whenever I decided to do Iceland, I was not a runner. I was fit. But being a runner is a very different modality than slanging around kettlebells and jumping over boxes and doing pull-ups, right? It's a modality that you have to adapt to. I was the fittest probably in the game in one modality. You go over to another space and you're the, you're the worst in the room. I remember getting a coach and I remember my workouts themselves. They started at like 20 minutes. All I did was show up every day. No. I was not a good runner, but I became a runner because I earned it. And I remember the 20 minutes, I remember that feeling going, oh my God, this hurts so bad. My lungs, my brain, I was getting so all over the face place that I began to psych myself out. I'm like, if I'm feeling like this and in 20 minutes I've only managed to run like 2.3 miles, how the fuck am I going to manage 800 miles? But if you think like that, you're never going to get to 800 miles. If you compartmentalize and take one day at a time mm -hmm. and you know that if you don't quit, the only thing that's going to happen is that you're going to improve with consistent work ethic, then guess what? Those 20 minutes became 30, then 30 became 40, 60, 90 minutes, two hours, three hours. And then at the end of my training was ridiculous. I was training for like five hours straight between a bike and the road. So it will happen. And that is progressive overload, right? Same thing happens with your life. So whether we're applying this to your fitness that you feel so overwhelmed with mm -hmm. right now, or you're applying this to starting a new job or trying to create a new program or whatever it may be that you're trying to do right now, it's always going to seem super daunting. If you're right here, your goal is right here, but you're trying to get here immediately. Enjoy the process, baby. That's why we call it like embracing the journey whenever we do that. that my, one of my ebooks is like, we're always so focused on the end goal and we hate ourselves until we get there. Understand that you should love yourself through the process because it's the process itself that shapes and molds us. Because the anticipation towards the, the goal, for me, is the most valuable piece of any journey. The goal itself... Because when you get it, you're going to be like, oh, okay, I got it, exactly. then what? Exactly. And if you're, if you're not in love with everything that you did to get there, you won't do it again. Yep. It's, it's, look, we can overcomplicate this one million different ways. And the easiest way not to, I think it's, two words, it's do more. Yeah. You want to work in endurance, then run more. But it doesn't <laughs> mean running to, five hours tomorrow. No, just Start do more. Yeah. Oh, I want to get stronger, Paolo. Then you're going to have to lift heavier. Oh, I want to do more in life than fucking do, do more. more. That's it. Just yep. start. And this it's is that something simple. that's harsh, right? But the answer to that, which is accepting your reality, is that no one is going to come and get you. No one's going to help you get to your goal. No one's going to push you on the days when your motivation's low. No one's going to call you out when you're being a sassy fuck. No one's going to help you change. The only person that can do that is you, which mm -hmm. is the scariest and the most responsibility. And it seems yeah. so daunting, but it's true. But you don't have to be a pro right now. You don't have to be the best right now. But if you want to be the best, you've got to start. Right? Or if you want to be better, you've got to start. If you want to change, you've got to make small changes. And, it's, and this is the biggest piece that I remember being like, fuck, all right. You have to be patient because it ain't coming quickly. It's not going to be easy and it's not going to happen overnight. But if you really want to make a change, you may as well start now because the longer you wait, the longer that change is going to get away from you. Right? Yeah. So I think you should talk about how there's no quick fix. There's no magic pill that's going to fix this. No idea for you people think that we have a secret there's no secret it's do more <laughs> you see us every day right it's just show up do more yeah. don't be lazy yeah. don't be lazy don't be angry at the world because you're not where you want to be make a fucking change switch your attitude and switch who you are that's it yeah, yeah like so I, I think that I'm wearing that shirt now 
Oh, it's thunder. It says think less. And I yeah. guess that to, to for me, my, my, my remarks to this podcast is if I could leave you with anything that's very simple that you can remember tomorrow and a year from now is try and think less and do more. That's all. Yep. And I'll leave my two pieces of takeaway is be vulnerable and stay consistent. And uh, be honest with yourself. Don't lie. Because the only person you're hurting is yourself. And when I say don't lie, I mean, like, be honest with yourself. What are you really eating? Eat, but remember, I'm talking everything. Like the snacks, the drinks, the coffees with whipped cream, the everything, every single thing. Or what are you doing for your workouts? You might say you're working out five days a week, but are you? Are you doing half-assed effort in those five days a week? Well, don't. Make it three days a week and show the fuck up and give you 100%. I say quality over quantity when it comes to workouts. People think you have to work out for three hours a day. If you're dicking around, walking around the gym, doing one bicep curl, taking five minutes in between rest, doing one press, like that's not it, right? Show up. Show up and be real with yourself. Be vulnerable and stay consistent. That's it. Thanks so much for listening, guys. See you next time.